So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season one, episode five of Love During Lockup. In this episode, Max finally hears from Tara. Haley finds out Dalton might be sending money to an ex. Indy gets shoved around by her brother and mother. Gabby hangs out with Chris's brother. We meet Boston, who claims Hottie is her man. And Santiba gets some bad news from Talzy. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, they're okay. I just ran a half marathon and got back and showered up and got ready to record. So I don't feel like I want to die. So that's always, good. always a good thing. They don't have any half marathons for us until, oh, geez, May, like, cause it's so cold here. So, which is why I'm going to fly out there and run, run with you uh, another time soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, speaking of in pain, let's get started with uh, Dalton and Haley. So Buzz, Haley's lawyer, calls her in for a meeting where he tells her that Dalton's has an ex that owes fines. And if she doesn't pay them off, that she'll be put in prison. The timing, he thought, was a little too coincidental for Dalton uh, because Dalton had asked Haley for money in the exact same amount as his ex's fines. Buzz believes that Dalton has asked for the money so he can give it to his ex so she can pay off her fines. Haley says she's pissed off because she's done so much for him. Haley admits she has spent more money on Dalton than her own child. And she breaks down crying, feeling terrible that the money could have gone towards something for her son instead. She sobs in front of Buzz, saying she wasted all her money and even bought a car for him. And now she's feeling like she is an ATM. Buzz is kind of at a loss for words and isn't quite sure what to say, other than he hopes that she is seeing it for what it is in reality. Okay, so this was interesting because it's kind of unlike cast members to so quickly believe someone who says something negative about their partner. <laughs> yeah, so why do you true. think Haley was so quick to believe Buzz? I That's a good question because it didn't – all he said was – he asked for money at the same time. He also had this other person who he used to be related to needed money. Like, did yes. he even say he didn't even say the fine got paid? Did he? Uh oh, good question. Like, so I was a little confused. Yeah, about like because it does seem you're right. It does seem like one of the things that the cast members usually like. No, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> he must have needed the money for something else. But yeah. I, I honestly, I think the reason she believed him was um, is when he asked for it. I think she was a little bit like, I don't know why you need this money. This doesn't right. seem like money you would usually need right now. Yeah, it seems kind of random. That's an interesting specific amount. Like if he's been asking for maybe smaller amounts or maybe even larger amounts. And right, if it's more of a scheduled, uh, you know, financial ask or expense then this is something kind of random and out of the blue. Maybe she was suspicious about it before. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just think it was. And I'm sure he didn't. And I'm sure she did say it. He wasn't going to be like, what do you need this for? He'd be like, just, you know, stuff. Or maybe even got mad at her. Yeah. 
Oh, God. I hate when people do that. It's like they're trying to, like, smokescreen you. So as soon as you ask probing questions. Yeah, as soon as you ask the correct question. Yes. But like, I can't answer this in a way if it doesn't make it doesn't make me look bad. So I'm going to get mad at you. Yeah, I got to turn it around like, oh, why are you being so suspicious? Why don't you trust me? If you trusted yes. me, then you wouldn't be asking these kinds of questions. Exactly. I was a little my other question, though, was like, do we really think Buzz just went out of his way to investigate this stuff? I was also going to ask that. It does seem very odd that Buzz is trying to do this random background check, like unsolicited background check. Yeah, it's just out of like nowhere. And like he didn't get paid. Lawyers get paid a lot, right? Yeah. And so either he just gives away a f- couple hours of his lawyer pay just to be like, I feel like I'm going to go look up this for my person. It's like... I don't know. It's either like – it just seems like he's a little bit too into Haley when it comes to this, oh, the gosh. way they kind of frame it. Whereas, I mean, my suspicion is that the show was like, hey, Buzz, why don't you uh, – You get to be the bearer of bad nudes. Yeah. We have a, yeah. we have something to show you. Why don't you just uh, say you just went out and did it? Because it was – yeah, they went out – I just went out and did it part made, uh, made it seem a little, little like – Unplausible. Let's put it that way. Right, right. It's definitely kind of suspicious. Although it does seem odd, their relationship. It's almost like if it came out that Buzz was her father, you know, or stepdad. (laughs) Yeah, it would make sense. Yes. Yes, it would make way more sense because it almost is like he has that kind of relationship with her already. He seems fatherly. Like she went to him to ask his advice originally about Dalton. It's kind of like, but why? He's not Dalton's lawyer. In fact, I'm pretty sure she's paying for a different lawyer for yes, Dalton. That's so correct. So it seems weird that she would go and talk to him. And I know they kind of tried to explain it by saying, well, he won me a lot of money. So I think he looks out for me. I mean, he won a lot of money because he got a lot of that money. Right. Like, I'm sure the $60,000 that she got, I'm sure he got uh, just as much, if not more than that, right? Right. Of, of right. everything she got from the settlement. Um, well, maybe, maybe not be- because I think usually a lot of settlements it's like rec- a percentage. Sometimes it's a percentage, but sometimes they're like, oh no, like part of the settlement is you owe this person $60,000 and you owe the lawyer fees and you have yeah. to pay their lawyers directly. Yeah. And so it doesn't come out of, uh, it doesn't come out of Haley's cut depending on how it worked. Right. But I think they also get some kind of percentage because the idea is that, okay, well, why would Buzz uh, fight for 60000 when he could get 150000 if his lawyer fees are the same? Yeah. Uh, well, no, the lawyer, yeah, he would get, I'm sure, yeah, you're right. The lawyer fees are probably a percentage of the mm-hmm. settlement. Yeah. Because yeah. why would he just beg, whatever, I'll settle. Like, fine. <laughs> yeah. like I'll just hey, it. you got some money. I get mine either way. Yeah. 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 Uh, it just, I mean, especially because, well, it, it makes sense that they have a different lawyer for him because he's clearly like a personal injury lawyer, right? Yeah. He's not going to be the same kind of guy. But yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. I mean, do you buy it? I mean, do you think, do you think this is legit that, that Dalton used the money to get his ex out of jail or do you have more suspicions about his theories? Um, I think it is incredibly coincidental. I do kind of feel like... It seems very fraudy to me in terms of the whole storyline. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like all of a sudden, Buzz, a lawyer who has no involvement whatsoever, was not hired to do any kind of background check. He comes with this information. Haley comes in, immediately starts crying, believes him immediately. It's like all of these are not typical things you see on this show in real yeah. life. It's like I feel that it's possible just creating some drama for the show and not necessarily real life. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too that I thought was weird is the way she was like, I could have spent that money on Hendrix. This was her crying, of course. Yeah. Like, would she though? Like, it's it's weird to think like, was it like a zero sum thing? Like I had $500 in my pocket and I was like, I can either give it to Dalton or I don't know, buy Hendrix a PS5. I don't know what she's spending it on Hendrix for. That she doesn't have to spend it on Hendrix. Like you have to spend money on your kids. I totally get that. But that is kind of very independent of how much money you spend on somebody else. Yeah. Like, they have a certain amount of money that they require. (laughs) And, like, that's that. Right. And it doesn't look like Hendrix is going without. But maybe she means, like, I think people kind of see it as, like, oh, well, I could have, you know, taken my family out on vacation with that kind of money, you know, or done something. Like, not necessarily things. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, kids don't have to be that expensive just randomly unless yeah, you're so just unless the goal is you're trying to spoil them i don't know right i mean th- don't get me wrong there are some times when all of a sudden a kid will definitely just out of the blue cost you five hundred dollars that yeah. that happens yeah. um but it's not like something that you were like oh sorry you can't get braces i gave my money to my prison boyfriend instead well, who so knows maybe that's true that. <laughs> um and so yeah I mean, it, gets, it just seems like if she had the money before, then she could have spent it before she gave it to Dalton too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like a weird way of her putting zero sum onto a money of like every every dollar you give to Dalton is dollar that your son doesn't get. And it's like, I don't think yeah. that's quite the right way to be looking at it. Well, the other thing is, is like, what about this car? She mentioned a car and mm-hmm. it's like, this is the first we're hearing about this car. Obviously, Dalton can't even utilize a car. He's in prison, so... What car are you talking about? Yeah. Is it wait, it was his car? I don't know. She just said I, you know, she was listing off the things and she's like, and I bought a car. And it's like, yeah, but did you buy a car for you? Or Dalton? Or maybe she bought a second car. Maybe she bought a, a better car because her yeah, old car wasn't know. good enough for Dalton. Mm. I don't know. It was yeah. all really, really weird. I guess yeah. we'll find out more. All right. So another um, group of people that per group of people, somebody who wasn't in it very long was Gabby and Chris. Well, you know, just Gabby. So Gabby is out in New York and she, you know, wants to get some answers about this weird phone call that she got last time where it was a vid- tape sent of Chris talking to another girl and saying she doesn't matter. But she wants to get the uh, the somebody for a closer perspective. She wants to talk to um, Chris's brother. So she meets him and I forgot to write down his name. Um she meets him and they just walk around New York City having a conversation for the rest of her segment. Um, you know, she wa- she asks him if he knows for sure that, you know, Chris is not talking to anybody else. And he gives the very, very big caveat of, as far as I know, <laughs> from what I am aware of right now, All right. <laughs> Chris is not talking to anybody else, which kind of shows us uh, maybe how um, – Highly, he thinks of his brother and what might actually be going on. 
So she tells him all kinds of things about, you know, how much she, this is the first time she's ever been in love with anybody. This is the first time. And, um, you know, also about how she's not getting along with her mom. And he just kind of seems to be nodding and going along with it until they eventually just kind of like, you know, separate and go forward. So do you think this is something he actually has knowledge of or is uh, he just kind of really playing the politics game and being like, I am not currently aware of what might be happening. <laughs> you can't uh, tell me I lied. Yeah, I definitely felt like he was politicking because it's like, okay, well, you definitely framed it a certain way. Um, I also thought it was interesting how he kind of talked about his mom, you know, mm -hmm. and was just like, eh, she's a difficult lady. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know, right. no wonder you don't get along with her. She's difficult. Well, I mean, and, Gabby doesn't get along with her own mom, though. So, like. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, you know, what's interesting is now that we've met Chris's brother, I feel like I have a clearer sense what Chris looks like. <laughs> sure. You know, because we, we've talked about this a couple of times. Like, he looks different in all the right. different pictures they give. But one of the pictures, he actually looked similar to chris's brother yeah so i was I like okay that. well i at least i at least went down to be like all right i feel like i uh, have an accurate representation of what his skin tone is probably like mm -hmm. like he probably has very similar if not very the same skin tone as, as his brother so that at least lets me picture something in his head yeah because that was the pictures were like drastically different even in skin tone like all over the place. That's true. Because one of them looked like it was just very weird lighting. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, is this the same person? And it will throw me off, though, if Chris is, you know, like 50 to 100 pounds heavier, like one of the pictures kind of indicated. Yeah, I could see the prison weight, though. I could see that. Like, See, that's so funny. Not that I've known a ton of people that have gone to prison, but it's like the people that I know that have gone to prison and like, granted, it's only a small handful of people. They all got super skinny after prison because it was like, what are you going to do but work out all the time? Well, I'm saying the, the, the stereotypical thing is to get jacked in prison. That's, yeah. That's the, that's the one. But That's I, what I know. I know people getting jacked and losing weight just because the, the food isn't very good. Right. But I, I I feel like there's other – I don't know. I just feel like there's people who don't – who react the other way and don't really do much and kind of sit and like don't work out and just kind of – Sure. But even if you're like portioned out or whatever. OK. So one of my friends – Well, that's what I'm saying. So the people who get skinny give their food to these other people. Like oh. I'll take it, whatever. And they're the ones that come out fat. Well, no, because I was going to say. So one of my friends, he uh, – I cannot imagine him working out at all. I'm – Pretty sure when he was in prison, he just did not work out. But he hated the food. And so he just like barely ate anything because he was just like, eh, I don't like this food. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Well, it, to me, it's always a – it's another thing because it's a stressful situation. And there's yeah. definitely people who stress eat. And yeah. there's people who stress don't eat. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, some people get really fat when they're stressed. Some people stay skinny when they're stressed. But either way, the food is not going to be like – healthy and nourishing no, right no and so like you're, you're not going to come out you might be jacked you might be skinnier but you're not going to be healthier than you were right but i also don't imagine some obese com person like if you came if you went into prison skinny you're not coming out obese is what i'm trying to say yeah unless it was you know it depends on what was keeping him skinny too right mm -hmm. if you don't have access to the um substances that may have changed your metabolism <laughs> while you're out on the outside, you might gain a little bit of weight. Right. 
All right. Okay. Um, so speaking of jacked, let's talk about Max and question mark, because there's a lot of women in the play now. Yeah. Uh, but starting with Alessa, Alessa, his roommate slash OnlyFans partner, has kicked Max out officially, and now he's more uh permanently living on Neil's couch. Max is disappointed that Tara has been released and can freely call him, but has chosen not to. He's been talking to another inmate that we met whose name is Blank, but he actually uh, is getting ready to meet up for a date right now with Blessing. Yes, her name is Blessing, who you met on Tinder. (laughs) While ironing, he burns a hole in his shirt, but that's okay because Neil gives him two thumbs up on another tighter shirt he can barely button up. While he's getting ready, Tara calls, and Max just says, what's up, like he talked to her yesterday. Tara says that she's been out for 17 days, and now she misses him. Max tells her that he was disappointed that she ghosted him. She apologizes and said it wasn't him, but more of her insecurities on her end. Max accepts Tara's apology, and Tara says the hardest thing about being out is her anxiety, and Max suggestively says that massages are great for anxiety, and he's amazing at giving massages. She flirts with him and says if he's lucky, she'll let him give her a massage. He asks her to turn on her camera so he can see what she's wearing, and she refuses, saying she's been in the yard all day and hasn't showered. Tara promises that he can finally see her once she showers and puts in a little effort into her looks. They banter and flirt and talk about her pussycat and his dog. Yeah. Max then asks when he can visit, and Tara says they should just continue talking for now, and if things keep going well, then they can meet. Max thinks his date with Blessing is no longer a blessing and rather an obstacle or distraction from Tara, so he decides that he should just cancel, which Neil thinks seems like a sign that Tara is controlling. During the commercial break, we see Max attempting to ride on an electric scooter with Neil teaching and supervising. Max can't seem to get the hang of it, and it ends up that he can't even ride a bike as we see him on the streets of D.C. basically falling over. Okay, so Max now has one, two, three, kind of three and a half, if we count Alessa, three and a half women in play here. Why do you think Max is so desperate to be with someone? Uh, I don't, I I just feel like it's it's the same reason he is so jacked. He's just, he's holding on to residual, like, bad feelings from getting made fun of in middle school, right? Like, that's, I feel like he's going to end up alone. So he's got, like... We count Alessa, and then, but it's weird because it seems like he's really only interested in wanting to be with the one that is the least available. Yes, that definitely seems like an issue for him because Alessa <laughs> seemed all in. Oh, she right? was super available. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, if you really wanted to be with someone, be with the one who's all in. And I don't think he ever said exactly why he wasn't interested in her, but it seemed pretty clear based on his body language and how he talked to her that he wasn't into her. But yeah. it seemed like it seems like just in general, he is so wrapped up with the looks portion, right? He just wants someone who looks good, who's fit. And is maybe down to do OnlyFans. It's like, Alessa's all those things. Like, right. granted, if you want more, if you're like, oh, I want someone who, you know, I can have intellectual deep conversations with. But he has never said a desire for any of that. Yeah, he never really made clear what's what it was about Alessa that wasn't 
didn't – well, I wouldn't say good enough, right? That didn't right. really match up with what he was looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm a little confused about that. But um, I think the other thing too that I think was funny because I, I made the sound is um, – I guess they don't have as many Nigerian people out in California because blessing is a super common name. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I've a lot of blessings. And, uh, I've had blessings. I've had boys and girls with that name. Interesting. Um, yeah. And um, I just think that, you know, really big Nigerian population in D.C. So I'm like, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't surprised by it at all. I have never heard that as a name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. It's like, it, it, and it seems weird that, because he had this other girl he was into and he's still making Tinder dates. That was yeah news to me too because last time we saw him all in on, you know, bleeped out name person. Yeah. Um, and they even mentioned her again this time. But like mm-hmm. as soon as, as soon as Tara calls, it's just like, oh, everybody else is gone. It's this one. Yeah. I think there is some amount of he does want what he can't have because I think he places more value on it. Mm-hmm. You know, because of probably his past, uh, you know, history with being made fun of and bullied, you know, it just seems like, you know, the low hanging fruit. He's not interested in that. He wants to work for it. And then somehow maybe he gets more satisfaction out of working for it, even though at the end of the day, like the higher hanging fruit may still be the rotting fruit. Yeah, it can. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily. But the other thing, I I don't know. I think it's a little bit of maybe a little bit of that. But the other possibility is that he's a chase guy. Like mm-hmm. he likes the chase. Yeah. Right. And once it's not a chase anymore, he's not interested. Like Alessa was not a chase. Right. At all. Like that, that was done. Right. And so when it's when it's the one that doesn't want him, the one that's hard to get, the one that's oh disappeared on him, that's the chase. That's what that's what he's most interested in. Hmm. Yeah, that definitely falls in line with what we're seeing with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, besides that big dog, we got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you have a dog that – I see it all the time when I'm out in Baltimore right. and D.C. Is people have those gigantic dogs and I'm like, I don't – what are you doing in this city with this well, huge you know, dog? Even though do- those dogs are super gigantic, they're also super lazy. Like, they're not incredibly active dogs. Like, you're, it was like a Great Dane or something. Yeah, it was like a big – oh, I, man, I, my, my football coach when I was in high school had those. And he, those dogs chased us all up and down the field, Oh, man. really? Because I was saying, yeah. I have a friend who has a Great Dane and her Great Dane is kind of lazy. He just really lays around all they day. Are, they're, they're, they're that typical hunting dog mm-hmm. where they kind of like – they lays about. But then when they get excited, they get very excited. Yeah. Very quickly. And they jump around and they move. Just just the space. I know how big a DC row house is. Yeah. Right? Just just I, that thing gets excited and starts jumping around. It's like, oh, no. Like, things all <laughs> these things are getting knocked over. Like, this is, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Maybe he has one of those calm ones that don't do anything but just lay down and basically take up the room. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on then. Let's talk about uh, Santiba and Halsey. Mm. Um, so – Friend Lisa is at Santiba's house with she brought wine and Santiba is anxiously waiting for Talsi to give her a call. She's very excited to not have to do all this kind of waiting and stuff once he gets out and has full access to a real phone. So she's really excited for him to get out, which is supposed to happen, what, in a couple days, especially since they get to move on. And we hear so much about this, um, how they get to move on from phone and email sex to the real deal. 
which prompts her again to explain the email sex. And we see some very tame and very, very lame real life examples of what their email sex is like. Oh, God. If I can't even know if it crosses the threshold to call it anything sex because it turns out bad company is what she mentions. Uh, that band, old, and, uh, you know, different strokes or whatever. Um, so it works for her. Good side, but good thing. But the only downside is whenever they send anything, the guards have to read it too. But I'm not sure based on her tone and the face she makes if she really thinks that's a bad thing because it seems like she's kind of into it. <laughs> so anyway, they finally get out and it's ladies night with her friends. They aren't sure why Talsey hasn't call, called or talked to her for a while. And she tells them that the plan moving forward is she's going to move to Georgia to be near the halfway house. So she says she has solid plans, you know, except for things like where she's going to work and how she's going to have money. But, you know, very solid. While she's explaining her plans to everyone, Talsey's mom texts her to check in. And one friend is like, oh, that's great. It's like you're being part of the family. And the other friend has to be the antagonist and starts being like, so how do you know he doesn't have any of the bitches? And are you sure you're really into this guy and not just horny? <laughs> so next up we see her. She's packing up her lingerie or whatever for her trip. And she's still still talking about the first time her and Talsey are going to get to be together. So she's very excited because he gets out of prison in Florida and the halfway house is in Georgia. And that's like a five-hour drive where she'll get to have uninterrupted access to him. Um, as she's talking to the producers, the phone rings from Talsey and he says there's a problem with the paperwork and yeah, he might not be getting out oh, like God. when she gets down there. So she's pretty upset and gets kind of runs away from the taping and she's very sad about it. But then they start talking about how they're going to do it on the pickup truck, which I think skipped over the part where he's not going to actually get out. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's where we leave them off. So, Okay. So I am still with this. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. She was she she mentioned the, the, the song. What was it? It wasn't Bad Company. It was a Feel Like Making Love by Bad Company, right? Oh, God. That's what she mentioned her email sex, which I mean, oh, God. So many things wrong with it. Um, but that, that band is old, right? Yes. I feel like somebody who was 39 would have referenced a newer song. Oh, you think she's older than 39? I think she's older than 39. Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be super surprised. Uh, she already seems like she is trying to be super young anyway. You yes. know, like trying to do the whole, okay, I'm 39. I'm going to be a TikTok dancer. It's like that in itself is like someone to me who's really trying to recapture their youth and somehow like infuse themselves into a younger crowd because it's like i don't know we're of the same age as santiba we're in that ballpark i don't know like i have friends that may have tiktok but i don't have friends that are like on tiktok like i don't have friends that make them they might be there might be people i don't know but like watch they watch a right. lot of tiktoks but yeah. they don't like make the tiktoks and especially if they did they don't make the dances they would just be like making themselves say snarky-ass things or something, right? Yeah, that's how I would think. But yeah, I mean, because – I mean, it's it's definitely – you're right. It's definitely edging into old guy on the dance floor, right? right? 
be like, mm, you're going to have to, yeah, the guy who just, you're going to like, you're going to have to move up the uh, age of people that you're trying to hit on here, buddy. Like you're yeah. this, is, this is just getting, getting disturbing. Not that she's hitting on them, right? She's got Tulsi. Yeah. But, I mean, it also just could be, to be fair, she is from like Maine. And I think Maine might be a little bit like, you know how the Midwest um, always has everything come gets there later. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I could see people being more into like the classic rock thing at our age than uh, than somebody who's a bit younger. Uh, Maine might have a little bit of that problem. <laughs> but it just is like I feel like this whole this whole setup, the whole thing that happened. Oh, we might got to get out is exactly why he told her don't come down here yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what he said to, like, to her is like, yes, I'm getting out. But let's wait till everything gets settled. We're sure where everything is before we actually get together because things are, you know, up in the air. And she's like, nope, I'm a plane ticket tomorrow. And it's like, listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's happening with a couple of the couples, too, because Chris and Gabby are the kind of same thing. I don't know why they don't understand that, you know, it's not like you're free, like the day you get out. Like there's still right. a lot of things that need to happen. Right. But, and we, we've seen it before. There's a lot of bureaucracy involved mm -hmm. in getting out. They tell you you're going to get out and then somebody was lazy on a Friday and didn't sign all the right papers and now you have to wait a month later, right? Yeah. Because the things aren't in order. And it's a, it's like that – that's not the first time that's happened even in this show. So it mm -hmm. must be something that's pretty common and seems like the people who are in there are aware of that. But the people outside are just like – they just don't believe him. And that's part of the issue too. Is she's like, well, no, there has to be something else. If right. he, moves, he, he, he would want me to be there. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple things that I noticed about their segment. So the first is that when Santiba's trying to defend herself to her friends, she's like, I love everything about him. I love his looks and his body. And it's just like, ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so that everything no. is basically his physical everything. No right. wonder your friends think you just need to get laid. Uh, yeah, I mean that definitely sounds like – and it's it's unfortunate because you are like committed to somebody. But it's definitely like why don't you make a decision on this after you've gotten laid and then we'll figure, like <laughs> see how you feel afterwards if you feel the same way. Like, yeah. Because I definitely think that's – I mean that's – she talks about it a lot. Yes. Even for somebody on this show, right, she talks right. about it a lot. And I yeah. feel like it may have been quite a long time um, since she said it, oh, especially gosh. with the, um, mm, oh, yeah, I think about you too, baby. And she's like, it's that's those are the emails. That's what the email said, something mm -hmm. along those lines. And she's just like, wow, it's so super intimate and amazing and so hot. And I was like, you're just like, mm, yeah, I want to make love too. Well, have you noticed his mugshot, the one that they actually show us, like when their title cards come up? Uh -huh. I was like noticing. I was like, why does his mugshot look so weird? It looks like they airbrushed it. Weird? Yeah. I, I didn't pay that much attention to it. I always uh, – Yeah, when pay I attention think of to him, it next time. Because when I think of him, the picture I think of is the fish picture. Yes. And I was going to say, they showed the fish picture right after. And I was like, <laughs> yes, that looks like a normal human being. This other person, I don't know what's going on there. It's like he's totally airbrushed. Interesting. I wonder if there's some some prison things that have gone on. I want to the same thing. I wonder how old that, that, that fish picture is because obviously he was – out on the fish picture, right? Right. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Ty and Hottie. So we pick up where we left off with Ty, like, charging out the door to confront Boston. But instead, she scares 
the wrong girl. Her friends tell her to calm down because she, uh, you know, she said Ty was planning on only talking. It ends mm-hmm. up that Ty has been arrested before for quote acts of violence unquote, and she doesn't really want to be a repeat event uh, offender. So she leaves and plans on arranging for another meeting, but on her turf. Boston shows up later at the hair salon and demands to know where Ty is. Boston tells Ty's cousin that Hottie is her man and they've been exclusive for 12 years. Boston ponders out loud who Ty is to him, someone who just sends him money? Boston says she talked to Hottie every day and posted Ty's nudes from Hottie's inbox, which she has all the passwords to, just to get Ty's attention. Boston doesn't feel threatened because Hottie has told her he's just using Ty and she knows that she's number one. She just wants Ty to know her place. Until she knows that, Boston claims that she's not leaving. Okay, so uh, what do you think Boston thinks of the Facebook Live Hottie posted of him basically denying Boston in the first place? Oh, that's just what he has to do to keep this woman on the hook, man. He's just trying to scam this other girl. And of course, he's got to be saying that to her so that like she can see that. It's just – I just think it was so funny because, you know, Hottie's cousin here that they're both – is just trying as hard as she possibly can to stay out of the middle of this. Just yeah. like I don't – don't I don't want to deal with this at all. Please stop. This is my hair salon. I know, right? She gets what's happening like three seconds in, yeah. right? She's like, I'm pretty sure he's – Playing both of you, like right. I don't know what that that seems pretty obvious to me, and it seems pretty obvious to everybody else. But like both of these women are just like, no, he's real with me. I'm his number one. He's playing this other girl. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that Ty comes charging out. Clearly ready to fight when she had just told, you know, the girls like, oh, I'm just going to talk. And then it's like, oh, OK, clearly you're not going to just And then talk. just saw any person walking up to the store. It's like, that her? <laughs> Scares the crap out of that lady. Could you imagine going to the salon and somebody just runs out? And like you're charges about it. Like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, I don't really like Boston. I mean, Ty is not my favorite by any means. Oh, no. But I don't really like Boston either. Like, she seemed so, like, entitled. She's just like, well, yeah, I posted those nudes. I had access to them because I have access to all of Hottie's things. It's like... Yeah, that's not how that works. Like, <sighs> yeah. like, especially to put that, like, she literally admitted to a felony on yeah. camera. Yeah. She's like, I was just trying to get her attention. Like, she needs to respect. It's like, uh. Yeah. She literally was like, I wanted to make something bad happen to her with the nudes that I had access to. Right. And I posted them. Like, you could not more clearly make a confession to a crime on oh camera. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. Ugh. So, I mean, she's awful. And I just don't, what I don't understand about either of them is why neither of them are mad at Hottie. Like, how is she not mad at Hottie? Yeah. That's why if Hottie is playing this other girl, right? Yeah. And that's what you truly believe. Either you should be mad at Hottie and be like, Hottie, you have to stop playing this other girl. I'm your number one. Leave all the women out of it. Or you let it go and let him keep scamming this girl because it, that's okay with you. Right. I don't understand attacking, you know, through, you know, social media or whatever, the other woman. That doesn't make any sense at all. 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yet we see this like in society happening all the time where it's like, okay, the person who's like cheating is like the last person. It's like the other people get into it, like the other woman or the other dude. It's just like, oh my God. Yeah, I, got, I, don't, I don't understand. If somebody's cheating on me, I'm mad at them, not the other person. Yeah. Like I would be mad at the other person if like they were my friend. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if I had some sort of personal relationship with them. But if it's just some rando, like, I don't give a shit about them. Like, yeah. I only I would care about the person who's actually, you know, violating right. a relationship. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's like the other person is not the one who made a commitment to you. Yes. They owe me nothing. Yeah. Right? Nothing at all. And so I don't, I don't understand it except for it's just – and that's part of it, people's issues. They get, they get attached to people and they don't – they are – they can't get mad at them. So they right. get mad at the situation. They get mad at the other things because yeah. they care about them and they, they love that person. Yeah. All right. So that leaves us with Indy and Harry. Oh, boy. So there's a, I feel like it was most – they were like half the episode, right? Yeah. There was a lot with them. There was So we, we open at the shithole mo- motel and the plan for the day according to Indy is, well, I'm going to go meet with Harry's sister and y'all can do whatever you want. Which is confusing to her brother John because they didn't really come to Canton, Ohio on vacation. They came to help her. But anyway, her sister Aaliyah gets her job, takes uh, Nakoa, and then India's off to get you know the tea and about exes and stuff from, from Harry's sister. But as soon as she gets to Harry's sister, her name is Lydia, her place, she doesn't waste any time telling her the whole thing. Uh, about Canton, Ohio and the move and everything. It's all the psychics doing. And Lydia just makes like the most ridiculous faces, like big eyed, mm-hmm. oh, faces. We see in an interview that uh, Lydia, you know, she goes after our hearts, at least this, because she tells us like, I'm pretty sure psychics are bullshit and you shouldn't be making your love life Lydia. decisions based on them. <laughs> <laughs> so... It seems like Lydia's primary concern actually for letting Indy visit is to let her know straight up and up front, I don't care if you didn't plan anything out or don't know where you're staying. You are not staying here as in in her apartment. So Indy was, you know, hoping that Harry's family would start to take on some of the roles that her family currently takes on with things like lending her money and giving her free services like babysitting. But – they start talking rent and uh, as one might expect, it's a lot cheaper to rent in Ohio than it is in Maryland. So she thinks – she, meaning Indy, thinks she can make do with just a one-bedroom for now so she can shave some cash before she gets a job. Lydia tells us that she thinks Indy is sweet but that she also moves a little bit too fast, which then we cut to Indy telling um, her that her and Harry have been talking about having getting married and having kids. Because Anirus, my psychic, said it would all work out. Oh, so it's going to be great. <laughs> so at this point, Lydia's kind of like, I think Indy might be a little crazy. <laughs> no, actually, scratch that. She, yeah, she's crazy. Um, and <laughs> that was before she found out that Harry at least told Indy that he got a tattoo with her and her daughter's names. Oh, God. And Lydia's like, wait, your daughter's very confused. Um, so after all this, as we saw Lydia just being like, this lady's crazy and I'm Kind of concerned about it, um, but Indy thinks she made a new friend. <laughs> I guess the only car left for John and the Olanda to drive around is the U-Haul, and now we switch to them, and they can take the, the U-Haul to meet with a retired detective to ask about Harry's history. 
This is Sam. It's a co connection she had with her, from her partner. And Sam details all gives them all the details about the crime very like enthusiastically. You know, he mugged a guy, forced him to an ATM at gunpoint before the whole thing kind of fell apart and they fled. Sam also tells us that they don't have anything definitive about Harry, but one of his accomplices in the mugging was a member of the Heartless Felon Gang out of Cleveland. And Sam tells them to be on the lookout for a heart tattoo, especially around the neck area. That's like a sign of gang affiliation. So next, Yolanda says, oh, we got to tell Indy about this and calls her and says, let's meet like right now. So they meet her at the scene of the crime, a convenience store. And um, Indy is all, always starts off with an attitude already. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? He already told me everything. So it doesn't get any better once they start to explain. And – by explain, I mean try to reenact the crime with her as the victim. <laughs> so they want to know if Harry had told her all the details and she says, yes, so we can just stop right now. But they don't stop right now. John starts to recount what happened and while he's like explaining it, Yolanda starts grabbing her and like pushing her around to the ATM and God. into the store. So they keep trying to get her to understand how serious this is, but she just feels like they just wanted to push her around for no reason <laughs> at all. I don't think she's wrong. <laughs> And then – and they're also being overdramatic. So once she gets a chance, once she gets the opportunity, she gets in her car and just drives away from them. So Yolanda tries to stop her and get in the way, but she manages to pull out and as she leaves as um, they're going. Uh, so let's just, let's just start with that. Do you think that this was the best way to recount what, what the information they knew to her was? Um, I think she's hard-headed, and so I don't think it really matters how she's going to have the exact same reaction. At least this way, like, Yolanda gets her frustrations out by <laughs> shoving her. Oh, shoving her. I, I felt that, like, are, if you're in the convenience store, you're like, are they robbing this woman? I can't tell if they're robbing this woman. I think they might be robbing this woman. Yeah, I don't know. Indy is just so hard-headed. It does not matter what they say to her. Honestly, they could probably say that, oh, and Harry, like, tried to kill him. Just like, you know, he shot the guy, but, you know, he missed. Yeah. Or right. shot at the guy, but he missed. And somehow Indy would make that into, like, oh, well, it's fine. He already told me that. It's like, no, are you not getting that this is a very violent man? Like, but he loves me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And the thing I couldn't get over was like she said that she heard everything they had to say before they said it. I was like, you don't know that. <laughs> like, do you think like, like, we think he left out some of the details. So let's tell you what he what we found out. And she's like, he already told me the details. And I was like, well, yeah, but we think he's lying to you and you didn't hear everything we have to say. And she's like, yeah, but he already told me everything. And it's like, how can you know he didn't tell? <laughs> Like, can you just like hear us, hear what we have to say first yeah. and then say, yes, he already told me all of that. And it could be a lie. You're right. It could be, they could tell her brand new information. They could be like, and then he sprouted his second head and they had to cut it off before he went to prison. And she'd be like, yeah, he already told me that. Like, I, I kind of actually would have liked them to try that. Yeah. To try, do, to try that, not not the second head. Right. But to add a detail that did not happen. Yeah. So she could be like, no, he already told me that. And we're like. That didn't happen. Yeah, that would have been the smart thing to do. And given John and Yolanda, like, if they had come up with that idea on their own, they would have a hundred percent done that. Yes, let's like, let's add an extra detail and just and let it go. And then, yeah, and then see, see if she says he already told me that. Like, yeah, no, you're not listening to us. You're so, not listening to us at all. As much as she puts a lot of faith in Harry, it's like, 
why is she trying to try get the tea as she puts it from the sister then it's like yeah, hasn't harry told true. you everything oh then why are you visiting the sister to see if like you know oh is there anything from his past it's like i don't understand why she's like treating her family this way and then all of a yes. sudden there's mistrust yeah, her family finds something out and she's like, no, I already knew it. Harry's not lying to me. Uh, my psychic says it's amazing. And then she wants to go and be like, but if his family said he's like seeing three other women, which uh, uh, which family is going to lie about it too, first of all? Like just logically. I don't think Lydia would try cover for him. She kept it yeah. real. Like she was one of my favorite. And I think it's mostly because Lydia was basically me. When she hears about the psychic and she is just rolling her eyes like this lady is crazy, like and fine, you believe in a psychic, whatever. But at the same time, you have to understand or at least acknowledge that you shouldn't be making major life decisions based on your psychic. OK, and even if you are, you have to understand that that is going to not make sense to other people. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so and so like. If you're like – and also it doesn't hold any weight with other people. Right. Right? And so if you're trying to explain yourself and you just say, well, my psychic said it's going to work out, like that doesn't mean anything to them. It means nothing. So if I say it, – it, it, to me, it's the equivalent of you might as well stop with because and just uh -huh. said because. Like that's that that's that's the entire explanation because when you see that my psychic told me, that's a nonsense. So your sentence ended with because. Right. So why do you know this is going to work out? Because – like yeah. all right that's that's your explanation all right you have no hard evidence for this at all you got you got nothing you got right. you got my psychic i mean i would i mean they're you you both nicer than me cuz i would i would i would go after i wouldn't like yell at right thing like oh your psychic said that did they mm -hmm. that's right <laughs> your psychic is that what you find that out well, can, can your psychic give me some lottery numbers like that? That, that would be my. Yeah. I wonder what her psychic would say about the situation she is starting to put herself in, because it sounds like she was expecting Harry's family to basically replace her family in terms of financial support, child mm -hmm. care. It's yeah. like, what? They just met you. Yeah. It's she even. Yeah. She specifically mentioned. Financial support, which yeah. is insane. Yeah. Like, we don't like, know you, and lady. Lydia is smart because Lydia had it already. She was nipping that in the bud. She was like, yeah, you're not staying in my apartment. Nobody's staying in my apartment. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah, no. she's like, I, I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. She's like, there's an apartment across the way. But even then, if I was Lydia, I'd be like, oh, Ooh. no, she's going to want me to babysit. I already know. Yeah, she's gonna be all up in here every time if, if I'm if I'm too close. Yeah, yeah. Be well, because I think that's what Indy's doing right now, which is why the family is extra upset that she's taking, um, you know, Nicola, because it's like yeah. they babysit her all the time. So it's like Indy is very much dependent on her family, and she just basically wants to transfer that dependence onto Harry's family, and they didn't make that choice. She's not no. actually family. No, no. And I don't even know that like I, I, I really want to see the scene where Lydia talks to Harry, although I don't even know that she does talk to him. We don't even know how close he is to his family. He, right. He sounded like not that close. Yeah. Right. When she was like, I think I'm going to meet with your family. And he's like, I think that's a bad idea. I barely even talk to my family. Right. Like, I, I kind of already thought like think she – I don't know. I, we don't know how much of a connection she, Lydia has with him. And he could be like that brother like, oh, the one I see it. Christmas like yeah and now I'm going to 
Yeah, and now I'm going to take care of my estranged brother's girlfriend's kid that isn't even his. Like, I I think it's unreasonable for her to expect that Harry's family is going to take care of her child that isn't Harry's. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it's, and that's because even Lydia was like, wait, he tattooed your kids onto him? Yeah. And by the way, do we think this is a real tattoo? Or do we think he told her he got this tattoo? Oh, I don't know. That's that's a good question. But, you know, maybe he's just really into tattoos and then he needed. He does seem to have a few of them. Yeah, but, he needed some inspiration as to, like, what else he could tattoo to himself. Yeah, the, 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 the name's tattoo is always a, a very, very dicey proposition. All right. <laughs> like, no matter how it goes. Yeah. Okay, so I thought that when people were booked, isn't that one of the things they have, like, on their stats with their mugshot is, like, what tattoos they have? Yes, it goes. It's yes, because they usually do, you know, hair color, eye color, yeah. identifying tattoos. Yeah, because yeah. I think that it should be easy for Yolanda to figure that out pretty quickly then if he has the heartless felons tattoo or not. Sure, sure. Yeah, if, if she can have access to that, that might be true. I just I, I feel like the heartless felons thing was a red herring. I like I, I actually don't think he was in the gang. Mm-hmm. Like and and I do think he told her there was not and I think the I think the police officer probably knew he wasn't, but he was like, Oh, you never know just to like, you know, gin up some more drama about it. Right. Yeah, like we need more drama on the show. <laughs> right. All right. So uh who was your student of the week? Uh I went with Ty. Mm. Um just because yeah, that was not going to go well. And yeah. I feel like she, you know, w- stormed outside after that woman and was like, yeah, if Boston gets here, this is – I'm getting arrested. So I I better, I better just scoot. Now, the whole thing about like whose turf it was, that's a little – I don't think that quite mattered as much as she thinks it – that she thought it – like because I get – yes, when you – oh, going to fight on their turf. Did she think she was going to have some sort of weird – uh, explicit knowledge of this salon that she didn't know it was going to allow her to have an advantage in the fight they were going to have. She has the higher ground. Yeah, yeah. I held the, she held the high ground in the salon because she's familiar with with the various drying machines. I don't know about all that, but the fact that she was like, "Yeah, it's probably better that I don't punch this lady in the face." Yeah, right now. Yeah, so my student of the week was Haley because she actually accepted what someone said about her partner, even though it was negative and seemed to actually have somewhat regret, remorse um, as to like what she did and how it affects her family. And it was so quick. She didn't even have a shadow of a doubt based on what Buzz told her. I'm curious about her when moving forward, though, if she is um, one of those people that just believes the last person that told her something. Mm. Possibly. Right? And so I could see – we'll see how it goes. So far, so good. But I could see Dalton be like, no, I needed that money for school. And she'd be like, oh, OK. Well, that makes sense. All right. I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can definitely see if that holds up. All right. What about your dunce? Uh, I'm with Indy. I did too. Like, <laughs> oh, man. She was like four levels of this. Because, I mean – Part of the reason that they started pushing her around is because she was so, like, stubborn when she got there. Yeah. Like, she showed up arms crossed. Right. Being like, you have nothing to tell me. Yeah. This is dumb. Why am I here? Right. It's just like a little brat. Right. And then the only other time we saw her, we saw her completely misreading a relationship. That oh, she was right. Having with someone. <laughs> like, just having this conversation with the lady. There's just, her Lydia's eyes just keep getting bigger and bigger and being like, this, this woman's a lot, little much. 
I think she might be a little crazy. Oh, no, no. <laughs> she's definitely very crazy. And her at the end being like, I think I made a new friend. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. What about your life lesson? Um. So, yeah, you, you shouldn't be talking to anybody that won't show themselves on camera. Yeah. Like it, it, it's always an excuse. I was just out in the yard. It's like, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to like get you like, oh, so, okay. Like, and it was this one thing, right? I've have definitely had people, but I don't know. I also feel like if you're going to try to be in a relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. whatever, they can see you when you were just out of the yard. You make it this big deal about it. It just seems like excuses, excuses. There's something right. going on there right. that you won't show your face. Well, I also definitely believe that there's something weird going on because why hasn't she wanted to see a video of him? You know, mm-hmm. she really thought because, I mean, at least he can look back at her mug shots and see that she if she is the real person, you know, but it doesn't make sense to me why she's not interested in seeing him. But then she's the one who continues to say, oh, my friends all think you're a catfish. It's like, well, then why would you video chat with him? They could resolve this in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was holding the phone as if he his camera was on. And so I was I was very I was a little confused about that because yeah. we tend to see. This is my, you know, forensic thing. He was holding it out in front of his face with the, you know, screen facing towards him. Mm-hmm. We tend to see when people on this show specifically mm-hmm. are just talking to someone on speaker. We're going to make them talk on speakerphone because they're on camera. Yeah. They hold the phone so like the bottom of the phone is pointed at their mouth. Yeah. And the screen is like almost facing away from them. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot. Yeah. And the way he was holding it, I don't know. I just – it just is – it's very, very suspicious. Anybody that – it just – even no matter how catfishy they're being otherwise, if they won't meet and won't video chat, that's a huge red flag. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, my life lesson is actually directed at Santiba. So when someone you care about has bad news, don't turn things around and victimize yourself. Oh, uh, the yeah. person who is really affected shouldn't be the one who's comforting you. Because at one point, Telsey is like comforting Santiba because she's so upset that he's not getting out. It's like – Okay, but who you're is- not the one who has to spend more time right. in jail. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so yeah. ridiculous. I was like, oh my gosh, Santiba, get out of here. Yeah, that that is fair. That is fair. But you do. It's another dynamic you do see a lot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I have bad news. Like, oh, what was me? I, you had bad news. I have I have a disease. Well, I'm going to have to take care of you, but you, <laughs> I have the disease. Like, I'm the one who has the medical emergency here. Like, right. oh, but I'll have to go to the hospital. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> yes. This is my bad news, not yours. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it for this week. So we'll be back same time next week then. Same time next week. All um, right. Wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think. Next week. Yeah. Next week, it's just going to be this one because we're not going to have a, you know, on the other channel, we're not going to have a 90 day because it's Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, right. we'll see you back next week then. All right. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.